What up, what up, what's going on today? It's Monday, June 7th, and it's the Unfiltered Sportsman Podcast. I'm one half of it. It's your boy, Daydrin. Steven is out today, and I'm rolling solo dolo. How's everybody doing today? Good, I hope. All right, man, there's so much to talk about, so much to get into today. Um, We're going to say happy birthday to Breonna Taylor. Her life was taken too soon. Also going to talk about... Jay Cutler, he divorcing his wife. Apparently, she makes more money than him, and he won't have the bag. Also, the NBA semi semifinals have started as of yesterday, and that was a game seven also yesterday. Who advanced and who got sent home? So much to talk about today. Uh, and Julio Jones is headed to Tennessee, leaving Atlanta. Leaving the Georgia Georgia Peach to to go get some Tennessee barbecue, listen to some country music. I hope it works out for him. Um, for me, I don't think that moves the needle for Tennessee, but you know, I give my thoughts and perspectives on today. So let's dive right into it. First off, in case y'all don't know, whoever don't know me, but tomorrow is your boy birthday. I'll be 38 years old, and I'm happy about it because I always look at it as someone didn't get a chance to see 38. So, unless God delays his coming, you know, I'll see 38 tomorrow. Also, um, happy, well, now it's happy belated birthday to Breonna Taylor. She would have been 28. Her life was taken uh, very abruptly because of police not using sound judgment, but they're supposed to uphold the law. Um, even as of right now, I still have the re- uh, recording of the 2020 um, say her name. I've only watched like 10 minutes of it, but I can't bring myself to watch the um, whole thing in its entirety because how, not going to say how stupid, but how the police officers use using poor judgment. Like how are y'all pointing guns at each other and thinking someone's still alive in there. They were literally pointing guns at each other and saying that someone's still in the house. Yo, the person that's in the house is dead. And the wall got more justice than she did. 
that's just my take on that. So happy birthday, Brianna Taylor. Rest in peace. Um, those police officers or police officer definitely will get their judgment when it when it's when it's their time. So an army vet, Mike gets cut off when explaining the origins of Memorial Day. So if y'all were listening last week and saw last week, um, Stephen touched touched on how uh, us as blacks came up with it to show remembrance of also these black soldiers and sailors and everything like that that was fighting the same war. But yeah, we got treated less than. So why cut the mic off? Because they, they speak the truth or something that you don't want to hear. But, you know, that's the world we live in. They think that if it ain't white, it ain't right. Well, just because you're all white don't mean you're right. How about that? NBA agent Rich Paul says that white athletes do not want black agents. And I'm like, it's always going to be something as it pertains to blacks trying to do something that's that they've been held back from doing. But why not us? That's a Russell Westbrook's mantra. Like, why not me? Or why not? Like, why we can't do it? So, obviously, part of Rich Paul's um, players that he has as as the NBA goes is LeBron, AD, um, I forgot who else, but he also has a Bosnian player, um, plays for Portland, Yusuf Nurkic. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic. So... You know, it's it's very unfortunate that, you know, these black athletes want to be represented by white managers. But when the roles are reversed, they don't want to. Like, we can't be trusted. Well, the same person that's, that you call and this your agent is, get, is taking you out of your money, too. So, that's that. Um, get the bag, Jay Cutler, get the bag. Um, here's the... His divorce, and basically he's asking for half because clearly she makes more money than him. And besides, he hadn't played in the NFL for a few years. Well, well a couple of years now, but still, nonetheless, he, he ain't getting he ain't getting under that that NFL money. Well, that quarterbacks will get because it's a whole different thing when you're not playing quarterback versus you are playing quarterback. Get your money, and I've always said if. If you allowed him to live this certain lifestyle or maintain this lifestyle the last few years, he's entitled to it. So for for women who may be listening, I don't want to hear the why he can't do it on his own. Well, I mean, if if you divorce a man, don't you gonna have? So, I mean, what's good for the goose gotta be good for the gander too. Um, Virginia teacher is suing a school district after being placed on administrative leave for misusing pronouns for transgender students. Um, I'm going to talk about this in my final thought, but I got to choose my words carefully because people are so easily offended. But if you part of the alphabet community, you know, you keep asking, saying you want equal rights. I've said this and I probably keep saying this. We choose the right to make fun of you just like we make fun of everybody else. 
Now, at the same time, I've also always said that, you know, how you live your lifestyle is based on you, but you can't tell somebody to change from calling you something that what you were born to. I mean, if you feel some type of way about it, well, no one, no one's forcing you to have uh, have a sex change. Whatever you were born with, that's what you're going to die with, no matter what kind of surgery you try to change about yourself. And that goes with anybody who's wants to do implants or, you know, try to do what the world is doing. Now, we were, we were all called to, to, to stand out, not blend in. Um, China is planning a war if Biden further investigates the reasons behind this COVID-19. Um, please, um, old school Joe, leave China alone. Because plus, trust me, we ain't got enough people to uh, to fight that battle. I promise you, we don't. Sure don't. Tell you this right now. As long as, long as they keep doing pedicure, pedicures and offering this, this good food, I'm not supporting it. I'm not getting in no war with with a country that 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 that's been you know looking out for black people, so to speak. Um, Ohio State high school coach is fired after forcing a player to eat pork against their religion. Hmm, where do I go from here? I'm assuming that this coach was white. Could be black. Could be Hispanic. We don't know. But to force a child to do something, I think that is very uncalled for. I even told um, just earlier today my oldest daughter that I'm not going to force the Bible on her. Like, I'm not going to force it on her to do scripture memorization. You know, I want her to learn it freely because, hey, God gives us free choice. He gives us free will to make decisions. But, you know, she's getting to that age where, you know, she's old enough to make decisions and her and her decision that she makes impacts what she does in the long run. So I don't I mean, this teacher getting fired. Absolutely. Should get fired. Can be should be forcing children to do something against their religion. If that's something if that's something that they've been doing, you know, don't don't change it because Muhammad Ali lost five years of his boxing career because. He didn't want to be a part of a war where they was going to still mistreat him even if he came back. So that's my take. Um, Man, this next topic. Eh, can a relationship, maybe I should have had my wife being here for this part to give her perspective. Can a relationship go back to being normal after someone has cheated? Hmm. I honestly don't know. I mean, but can anything go back to normal after something has happened? Like, can, can, let's say, a friend or a family member stabs you in the back? Can, can you go back to being cool with them? Probably not. So, I, I would say no. But, I, but it's... But each relationship, and I'm I'm gonna just go with a marriage term. Definitely, it it very definitely taints the marriage. But if you're in a relationship with somebody that's not your husband, 
it doesn't have to go back to normal. You can leave that person, especially if y'all don't have no ties to each other. And, and you know, even, even if there are children involved, um, and I'm saying in that relationship, not the, with the person that cheated, but even if there's a child involved, still take care of your child, whether it's man or woman. You just don't have to be in a relationship with that person. That's my take. Um, two Tennessee homes go viral after a celebration of divorces. Um, I believe I know I was one black guy. I didn't know I couldn't. I didn't know who the other guy was. But when me and Stephen were talking about it, he thought it was foolish. And I mean, again, we don't know what happened in these marriages, so we can't give a definitive perspective on it. What I will say is that if you've been in a, in a toxic relationship and you're free from it, regardless of what happened, regardless of what happened, it's not for us to say. But, you know, when I see stuff like this on Facebook, I would like to read comments to see to see how people think and how they think is like, you know, some people will quote scripture. Some people will say it's wrong. Why, why are they doing this? And my first initial thought was, well, women do it all the time. And again, it's not a man versus woman type of thing, but there are a lot of double standards that's out there. And if a woman can celebrate her being divorced, her being freedom from a toxic relationship, why can't men do it? That's my take on it. Um, but again, divorces are never easy. And granted, it is in scripture about not divorcing, but if you're saying, but if you quote scripture, make sure you're interpreting it correctly. Because you don't interpret it correctly, then you're giving false doctrine. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, friendships. How important are they? For me, I would say friendships are important to an extent. Because when I, de when I develop friendships... Friends, friends turn into family for me because I value family because I don't, I'm for me, I'm not always around my blood family or my lineage or whatever, but people you develop rela relationships with over the years, they become family to you. Prime example, me and Steven, we, we know we've said in the past that we've known each other since the sixth grade. And yeah, sometimes I say homeboy, but I let people know that's my brother. Hands down. You know, we, we you know, not in a negative sense, but we kind of got out of touch when we went to different high schools. He went to Barbara Jordan here in Houston. I went to Wheatley. Go Wildcats. Whoop, whoop. That purple and white, baby. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, but we connected through Facebook and we finally started hanging out with each other. And man, it's, 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 like, it's like we never, it's, it's like we never left each other. Now, this is going to take on my my two older brothers or whatever. But you, but you know, I mean, when as you grow older in life, you you develop friendships with people. And you have some that shoot, may stab you in the back or treat you differently for whatever reason. Um, you just love them from a distance. You know, you'll say hi and bye, be civil, be cordial or whatever, but just love them from a distance. So, and anybody that knows me, you know, I, I don't meet strangers because I can talk to anybody. So with that being said, you know, friendships, you know, they, they, they are important, but you know, it's, it's to an extent. So 
I would say you can tell a lot by by a person by the the company they keep. Cause bad company corrupts good character. That's scripture. All right. So can we please stop telling people to get over get over it, whatever they've experienced as uh, as far as it pertains to trauma. And a lot of it starts in childhood. Or a lot of or not even just childhood, even as adults, people, I'll give an example. People deal with death differently. And you can't just tell somebody to get over them losing their mother, their father, their brother, their sister, their cousin that they were close to, an uncle that they were close to, an aunt. Like you, you can't just tell somebody to get over it. Um, everybody deals with it differently. Now, for me, I would say that I handle death differently only because I was in the business for five years, but it's, you know, it still hurts to lose a loved one, you know, losing my, my grandparents, losing one of my uncles that, you know, we, we actually developed a relationship after I moved out, after I got married and moved out, I should say, because, you know, we had this, this, this clashing we did because we were under the same roof and not that I was vying for who's the baby of the house, but we all know who's the baby of the house. It was him. And, you know, like I said, no big deal, nothing, nothing ill will towards him or whatever. But we, we became like cool after, after I moved out, was able to have conversation with him and everything. So if you're dealing with trauma, like it's okay on days where you don't feel okay, or you don't feel your best. Just remember in Psalms, I believe, 139, 14, that you are blessed and wonderfully made. Or, you know, Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall have renewed strength. I'm going to stop, y'all. I'm not, I'm, I ain't preaching. Um, so, but, I mean, it's just things that can help help motivate you to, like, we maybe you may not feel your best. Just shoot, even having the conversation with my wife, you know, I want to say probably a couple, a few days ago, I wasn't my best and, you know, it happens, you know, not that, that, that there necessarily anything wrong. It's just, sometimes you don't feel your best. That's that. But we should never tell anyone to just get over something because they've experienced something that was traumatic for them or because both of y'all went through some traumatic. It's just that you handled it differently than them or you were able, you were, it was easier for you to overcome it versus them uh overcoming it so high school grad was denied his diploma due to him having his mexican flag now we're in america right and last i remember mexico was already here before the colonizers came over from great britain great britain france and england and stuff like that to come to integrate into America because they wanted a better quality of life. But because this young man graduated and he wanted to represent his culture. So <laughs> this is probably be for a whole different conversation, but what is American culture? Like, cause all of America have done, AKA the colonizers. All, all they have done is just, Rob, kill, and steal stuff from people that that's already had things in pla- in place. Like you stole America, called called it America, and because you didn't like the whether it's religious 
or the laws or rules and stuff like that in the country that you are already in, you came to America so you can make it to, to what you want it to be. So, again, it goes back to this question, something to ponder. What is American culture? i tell you one thing. I know what black culture is. I know what black excellence is. We'll get into that later. Um, ESPN analyst, for well, former analyst now, Kelly Stewart has been let go by ESPN because of tweets that um, from her past. Um, basically dropping anti anti-gay slurs and things like that. So she thought she removed all the tweets. But this is why Herman Elvis has always said, don't press send if you know that there's going to be some kind of controversy or if there's going to stir up something. Don't post it. But yet people still do it and then get mad when I'm fired. I don't believe this. I'm white. You know. Mm. Sorry, Karen. Oh, I'm sorry. Kelly. You know, choose your words carefully. Dash cam shows a Michigan cop sicking whatever word you want to use to insert there after a black man who was in fully compliant even had the dog bite this man. And I'm like, dude has his hands up. I'm not moving, sir, is what he was saying. And it's on the dash cam. And now the guy is, is going to sue this man and the police department or the sheriff's department. Here's what bothers me with this whole situation. These police officers think that because they have on a uniform, it protects them from protects them from the law. But they're supposed to be ones that are that, supposed to uphold the law, right? So, and they think that because they're in their uniform, that it protects them from everything, including the law. I can do what I want because I'm a police officer. I'm supposed to uphold the law, but I don't have to abide by it. Meaning, do as I say, but not as I do. But you get mad because people like NWA come out with a song that say, forget the police. Because of what they've, what they've experienced. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep an eye on what's going on with this situation. Because... The cameras don't lie. And this guy's compliant and he's suing. I don't want to hear this. Oh, he going on administrative leave. No, he needs to be fired and he needs jail time. But again, this is the America we live in where police can do what they want because they got bullied as a child. And so they want to do something to where they could be a bully as well. And it becomes a reoccurring cycle. I'm never going to say forget the police, but you can't get mad when they want to do a, a police reform to re-educate these police officers and how to use sound judgment. Everybody not a criminal. Just like they always say, all police ain't bad. We get that. But all blacks ain't criminals. And here's the thing. I'll say this. She got one bad cop, but you got a hundred good cops. And if you don't get rid of that one bad cop, we have 101 bad cops. This is why I would never become a cop. Because if you're doing something wrong, I'm not going to be put in a position where I have to decide on what's right and what's and, and trying to uphold the union of the police department. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Period.
can't change my mind on that. So, Jeff Van Gundy from ESPN, who calls basketball games, obviously, sends Twitter into a frenzy about his comments toward Luka Doncic. Um, he basically said that he's fast and let his whiteness fool you. Like, he's he's fast. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Of course, other people are going to think differently about what he said. Um, I mean, it goes back to even a, a few years ago when Stephen A. Smith said something about Jordy Nelson being sneaky fast. Like, I mean, if you fast, you fast. It shouldn't, it shouldn't matter what color you are. Now, I will say, us as blacks, we just tend to be a little bit more faster than than most races. But, I mean, if you fast, you fast. There's no knock on if, and it's no knock on you if you, because of your, your skin color makes you surprisingly fast. Or you could surprisingly jump. You know. But we we do this thing in corporate America with with blacks like oh you're, you're highly intelligent we didn't even know this or even even in our own black community you know they said why you talk white mm, how, what does that have to do with color why do I have to sound white because I I pronounce my words I'm sorry I pronounce my words or enunciate my words you know that makes me I'm part of a, a different color or race of people absolutely not but that that's kind of what we do as blacks. We because because people sound different. We think that they are. Oh, they think they bougie or better than us. No, they just made a decision to use proper English, and not be like, "Yo, son, what's good, baby? You know what I'm saying, baby? Holla at me, shorty." Like, no, <laughs> that's not how that works. So shift the culture. Um, what does it mean? For me, shift the culture means that you just be different. Change the narrative on how people are viewed how people are viewed. It's a lot of misinformation going on in the world today and miscommunication. But we're so quick to respond and react to what someone says that we don't take time to listen to what's being said. So again, as I stated previously. Um, about, you know, I don't want to be that parent to force things on our children. But I let them know that, you know, you were created to stand out, not blend in. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm not ashamed of being a Christ follower. I shouldn't have to blend in. I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't look like what the world is doing. I should be different. Period. But people get that confused. So, if I could have a conversation with two people, one there's one in sports, one in, and one not in sports, who would it be? Well, first I'm gonna start off with who, if it was someone in sports, I would probably want to have a conversation with Magic Johnson. Like, he's my idol as it pertains to basketball. That was the first. That was, he was the first person I watched play basketball at a level that that captured my attention. Not that I put him as an idol like I worship the ground he walks on, no. 
But I would love to meet him in person, have a conversation with him just to talk basketball. Because, I mean, from from him playing high school ball in, in Michigan, to being, I think being Mr. Basketball in Michigan, then going to Michigan State, winning the national championship, and he was the, he was the best player in the state. In case y'all don't know who number two was, Kevin Nash. He was a WWE wrestler. Well, WWF and WCW, but still. Um, so Magic Johnson, so he gets to the NBA after he wins a national championship. He can win the title after their best player gets hurt, which was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that was the first time he had played all five positions. Still hasn't been done. Like, played and won it all. Imagine that. Imagine Johnson playing center, giving, um, who did they play? Was it? No, it wasn't Philly. Don't remember what team they played in uh, that year. I have to look it up later. Anyway, Magic Johnson. Now, none person that's not in professional sports, for me, I would have to say Dr. Tony Evans. Like, I believe that dude has so much wisdom as it pertains to life and uh, the Bible, obviously. Um, I know a couple years ago he lost his wife, uh, Sister Lois Evans, and, you know, he's still pushing and moving. I mean, I know there are some days that he, you know, he probably misses his wife, but that would be anybody who loses a, loses a spouse. Don't matter if they've been together five years or 45 years. And I actually had a pleasure to meet uh, two of his sons, uh, two of the four children, both the boys or whatever. And, like, he just put so much wisdom in them that, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, I just want to sit and have a conversation with him as well. And, you know, Kirk, he knows Kirk Franklin, um, Lecrae, you know, just, just to name a couple of people. But, you know, just to sit and have a conversation about the word and and life in general. So I think it's I think it's pretty cool, actually. All right, let's get into these playoffs, NBA playoffs, starting with the Western Conference. Jazz finish off the Grizzlies. Suns finished off the Lakers. Nuggets finished off the Blazers. And just yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, just yesterday, the Clippers beat the Mavericks in game seven. Kawhi Leonard had 30-some points. Luka had 46. And I, I, I posted this on Facebook, but thanks to the Clippers, the NBA playoffs are no longer interesting. That's my take on it um, because you don't have the Warriors. You don't have the Lakers, obviously. They got eliminated. Um, now Dallas is not in because Luka Doncic is box office. You want to watch him play. <laughs> like when he comes into your city and during the season or whatever, you want to buy a ticket to see him play, period. So the Jazz will be playing the Clippers. Game one is Tuesday. Um, Clippers struggled with trying to handle one player. So imagine, excuse me, them trying to handle – them trying to handle, you know, multiple players. You know, yes, I'll say this till I go into the grave. They're playing the Jazz. They're playing the racist Mormons. The fans, not the players. I got to be, you know, very specific when I say that. You know, the fans there have always been horrible. You know, but, you know, 
and, and my, this is my take, instead of just banning this player, I mean, not this player, the fan from just that arena, ban him from all arenas. So that way he doesn't do that. And it would be the same if it's a football game or a baseball game or a hockey game or whatever, you know, fans are allowed to be in stadiums or even the golf course or tennis, you know, all over. If you're going to be rude and disrespectful to these players, ban them for life. Don't don't give them the opportunity to come back, not just at that one stadium, but through all, you know, arenas. Eliminate it. So my prediction, I think, hate to say it, but I think Clippers might win this in six. I could be wrong. Jazz could win it. But that's why we have predictions. We, you know, we predict things, you know, don't know if it's going to happen. You know, the meteorologists give an idea of what the weather's going to be. And they make predictions of, of what could happen. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, you know. And then, and then plus, you know, in Houston, you know, if it says a 30% chance of rain, it may not rain where you live, let's say in Cyprus, but it could be raining in South Acres or Sunnyside. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it just happens that way. And the Suns and the Nuggets. Game one, I believe, is tonight. Man, I don't know. This is a pick em. This might even go seven games. I mean, Chris Paul is the bulldog, but, you know, they got the joker. And, you know, n- no knock on AD. But the joker is, is probably about as healthy he's go- as he's going to be. And, Dendra Aiden is going to have to actually come out to the perimeter. And I'm, I'm expecting Michael Porter to play better. That is my take on that. Um, the Eastern Conference, Sixers beat the Wizards. They finished them off. Nets obviously beat the Celtics. Bucks swept the Heat. And the Hawks, surprisingly, beat the Knicks. Like, it only, it only went five games. So they didn't just barely beat them. They smoked them. They won twice in uh, MSG, so that says a lot. Um, so now the Sixers are playing the Hawks, and Hawks lead one game to zero. Trey Young is probably holding it like, like you know how you have two pace and trying to squeeze that last little bit out. That's how I feel about the playoffs. Trey Young is trying to trying to keep trying to squeeze that last little bit to make you watch it. So I'm, I'll be tuned into that. Um, I believe this series might go seven games. The Sixers should win this series, just make a few adjustments and go from there. The Nets and the Bucks. Nets lead 1-0. Harden is out for game two. I don't know if that'll change anything. But I was telling my homeboy that that um without Kevin Durant, the Nets don't get to the finals. So it doesn't matter if it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie or Kevin Durant and James Harden. They're not getting to the finals without Kevin Durant. Um, and if it was just Kyrie and Harden, they wouldn't get there. It's just something about Kevin Durant being a seven-footer who can shoot lights out and handle the rock like a guard that, you know, makes it worth watching. So, excuse me. Shocking news about Al Michaels. So, we don't know who Al Michaels is. He's been calling sports games, but mainly football for, I want to say, at least the last 30 years. Remember him watching him on Monday Night Football. And he has turned down a contract that is similar to the one Tony Romo is getting uh, at uh, with CBS. 
around a 10 year over 180 million dollars turned it down i mean but he's like in his 70s so maybe he wants to do something different who knows just gotta wait and see um also if you haven't been watching espn or anything sports related or anything as it pertains to children i should say greg olsen former panther former seahawk uh son is getting a heart transplant that's good news you know I've always said sports always has a way of bringing people together. And especially when these professional athletes, you know, they have normal lives too. They don't just play football or play basketball or play baseball. They have a family that they go home to. And, you know, they have children. They have wives or girlfriends or partners, whatever you want to call it. But they have a home life that they go to. And so I think I'm happy that uh, Greg Olson's son got a heart transplant. He's getting a heart. AT&T Sports, uh, Sportsnet um, is not renewing Matt Buller's contract. I think that's crazy because um, Bill Worrell is gone. Calvin Murphy, I think he's does the halftime shows. Um, I, I know Clyde Drexler's still there. He calls games. Maybe not so as much. But... Shoot, some somebody's gonna sign Matt Bullard, whether it's Fox Sports One or even ESPN. I, th- I think he's been good for calling games. I haven't seen anything that would make me think differently. Um, and plus, Matt Bullard's the original stretch four. Uh, Julio Jones is being traded to the Tennessee Titans. Still don't believe that they championship ready though. All it does is that this says that you can't put eight in the box now. Now, it could work. You know, they they could make a run at it. But I just don't see them getting past the Chiefs, getting past either Baltimore or Pittsburgh. They'll probably win their division, the AFC South, because, you know, the Texans and Passions of the Buzz be trying to ruin Deshaun Watson's career, and that's their last hope because he wants out of there. Um, The Jaguars are going to be the Jaguars. Them having Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer as the coach. And the chaplain named Tim Tebow doesn't, you know, they're not going to make any noise. They may win five or six games, maybe win seven. Who knows? Then you got the Colts. Um, I don't trust Carson Wentz. I got to, you know, I got to see what he's going to do. You know, I'm not from Missouri, but show me. Show me. Show me that, that you, that it wasn't just you that it was the the players that were around you. But I guess we just got to wait and see. So I believe Tennessee will still win the division. I just I just don't think they'll make any noise in the playoffs. Um, also, in Buffalo's team, you got to worry about too. And the Patriots are definitely coming back. Because as much money as uh, Bill Belichick spent, he probably gave them that real amount of tone. Hey, look, guys. Um, just spent this money. And, uh, you know, we need to get back to how we've been. You know, forget Tom Brady. He's in Tampa Bay. We ain't got to worry about him now. We got who we got. So let's get out here and, uh, you know, earn me my money. You know, I'm just paraphrasing. I don't know if he really said that. But, you know, you know. So just got to wait and see. Um, Floyd Mayweather, the promoter versus the boxer. Um, The boxer, all-time great. The promoter, 
gotta put him close to GOAT status. Like, this exhibition fight probably made more money than half of his fights. But he he, promote, he promotes his own fights. So he, he's gonna get the bag, as we say, or get the money. Um and so the boxer, I think he's I think he's good. I think he's great. One of the all time greats, right there with Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, you know, just to name a couple of them. Um, yeah, I think it's all time great. Um, I've said to people all the time, like boxing, like yeah, we we all want to see knockouts, right? We all want to see knockouts, but the art of the game is boxing. Hit and not get hit, and I say this till I go to the grave. Your hands can't hit what your eyes don't see. Period. So if you're throwing a punch, but they ain't there, oh, you miss. Oh, you just got hit two times with a jab. Oh, you just got hit with an uppercut because you missed. Like, come on now. But I would say Mayweather's running. Now he's boxing. They they just want they just want to see knockouts all the time. No, boxing ain't about knockouts. It's about hitting people and not getting hit. Uh, in the also yesterday, Chad Ochocinco, he gets knocked down but not out. Um, he didn't pull a, a Nate Robinson where he got knocked down and stayed down. But I, I didn't think he did too bad. You know, it was his first fight, so you know it's it's a different environment for him. But you know, but what he said afterwards is like. Don't be afraid to do something different. Don't don't be don't be afraid to be different. Challenge yourself. You know, live your life. So he's done with football, um, and he chose to take on something different, take on a different challenge. Why not? Me personally, I have nothing against Chad Ochocinco. I know his craft is football, and he could teach a lot of young young men, especially young black men, young young black boys, the art of receiver. Because, granted, Chad Ochocinco was small, but his feet were so quick. Like, I see why he would always get open. So, that's my take on that. Um, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, sends a subliminal IG message saying, you know, basically talking about, you know, how long does... How long will it be before, you know, he basically trying to get a championship. He wants a championship now. And I know he had been saying for years that he wants to stay in Portland and get one there. Dame Dollar. It's your boy Daydream. You ain't getting one in Portland. Go ahead. I said this jokingly, but if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. But shoot, trade Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma for Dame Dollar. I mean, we can always get a big man because we can still keep Montrez Harrell. Dennis Schroeder's already out the door. There's going to be some other free agents that's out there as well. That's my take. So, you know, you're not getting it in Portland. Speaking of Portland, Terry Stotts is out as the coach. And after and after um, Dame Dollar dropped his uh, subliminal message on, on Instagram, Jason Kidd turns down the offer. You know, but we all know Jason Kidd is going to be the coach for the Lakers. Depending on what what Frank Frank Vogel does during this upcoming season, 
because in my opinion, I don't believe they're going to really, uh, let him go during the offseason. Now, I've seen crazier things. So, I guess we're just going to wait and see. Steve Clifford is out as the Magic coach. He doesn't want to be a part of the rebuild, and they mutually agreed to part ways. That's usually how it goes. So, Aaron Rodgers, that bad man, that's Aaron Rodgers. Um, the saga that's going on there has the fans divided. But that's that's no surprise. Well, actually, I take that back. It is a surprise. It's Green Bay. You know, why, why would fans be divided on what happens with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Just got to wait and see. So, yesterday, and I got to give a shout out because she's phenomenal. I didn't meet her personally, but I saw her in the airport and I had my daughter, Julina, take a picture with her. But shout out to Simone Biles. Biles, B-I-L-E-S. Shout out to her for getting her seventh U.S. title. Like, she's amazing. She's phenomenal. She's doing every. She's walking in her excellence. Had before and now you have other young black girls who are trying to follow in her footsteps. So, granted, you don't you don't have to be the tallest, but, you know, because obviously she's like five foot nothing or 4'11", if I'm not mistaken. No, no offense or anything like that about her height. But, you know, to be a gymnast, you have to be short because you have to have that low center of gravity and the balance for it. Can't be my daughter 5'8 and a half trying to do a balance beam and because you're tall, your your center of gravity, you know, because you're tall, you can't balance properly properly. Um Tony LaRussa, the manager of the Chicago White Sox, is now second all times in wins as a manager. Congrats to him. He was with the Athletics, with the Cardinals and, you know, he just coaching. He just he just doing what he do. So the, the Yankees, the Yankees, all power, no speed. Um, they got all these big bats, and but they they don't run fast. And listening to the game between the Red Sox and the Yankees, which by the way the Yankees got swept by the Red Sox, um, they were talking about how they sh- they should have kept Didi Gregorius instead of letting him walk, because he was a five two player. So, you know, it happens. It's, it's life. <laughs> you know, they made a business decision to go with who, who they went with. I mean, they signed Gary Cole, but they rolled the dice. And now I believe Didi is in Philly, which is a hitter's park, by the way. Um, The netting falls during the Phillies and Nationals game. And it was like a surprise. Like, I thought this netting was pretty sturdy, but then you don't know who messed with it. Or whatever, not saying that anyone did mess with it. Could have just came apart because it was probably tired as probably one of the tight t-shirts that I used to wear because I was overweight. Um, it probably was like, help me, help me, pop, pop. Took him about 20, 21 minutes to get, to get it fixed. But once that was set, you know, the game continued. Um, but it could have did a lot of damage. I think a cameraman got stuck in it. <laughs> he got caught by by the netting of Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, 
Todd Frazier goes four for four and USA qualifies for the Olympics. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like four for four is pretty good, but the Olympics, baseball, American, I mean, USA, Team USA, I don't know. It's usually a team like Cuba or the DR that usually wins it or Mexico that usually wins it. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays and the San Francisco Giants have the both have the best record in their division. I mean, in their yeah division respectively. Um, the Rays have the best record in the AL, and the Giants have the best record in the uh, National League. Um, I believe the Rays can keep it up. The Giants, it's it's a it's going to be a three horse race between them, the Padres, and the Dodgers. So we just got to wait and see what happens. Uh, I'm excited. Like it's going to make um, August and September very interesting because I know they're going to play each other a few times. And someone's going to be jacking for first place. But I believe that once the Dodgers get everybody back healthy and back together, they'll be fine. That's my take. Texas football. Can Steve Sharkeesian, Shark- uh, a.k.a. the Shark, bring them back to re- uh, relevance? I believe he can. Um Paul Feinbaum says that, you know, them getting getting the shark doesn't mean anything because Texas football is not what it used to be. Um, he he threw out that Mac Brown had them playing this and that. And once he left, you know, they've had three or four different coaches since then. Um, but he has uh, North Carolina playing at a different level. Well, playing for um, college football playoff. I believe Texas will be back. But I don't think they should have got rid of Charlie Strong. Because the the year that his players played they butt off was Tom Herman's first year. And they haven't done anything since. So, that's my take. Um, but I think they'll be back. Go UT. My neighbor play, played at UT. So, I know what uh, you know, the alumni is going to put in what they put in. So, and they just got a running back transfer from Alabama. So that might help them. Um, I don't even know who the quarterback is going to be for Texas. But you got to wait and see. You know, season doesn't start for a couple of more months. And, you know, you know, we'll just wait and see. Coach K. Oh, this almost took my heart a little bit. Um, is retiring after this upcoming season. One of the greatest basketball coaches, in my opinion, of all time. I put him next to John Wooden, Wooden, and Dean Smith. Granted, Coach K has more wins than both of them. As a college coach, he has he actually has the most wins in men's or women's sport, uh, college basketball, I should say. Um, it's gonna be different at Duke to see him gone because he's been at Duke for what the last thirty nine years. Yeah, around it. Yeah, thirty nine, almost forty years. Uh, so to see him leaving or to see him retiring and it has nothing to do with like COVID or health issues or anything like that. He just want to be with his family or be with his wife. He's, he's given so much to the game of basketball. Well, it was uh, for team USA and I knew this day was coming. Like, you know, it had nothing to do, like, again, it had nothing to do with the pandemic. So, um, John Shire is going to be the coach in waiting. Um, 
question is, can they win it all for Coach K? You've got to see what roster they have together. Um, I definitely believe that they could have won it with Zion and Trey, Trey Jones and R.J. Barrett, but R.J. Barrett was a little selfish to me. And that's why he's not successful in New York. I mean, he had a couple of good games, but he had to learn to be unselfish and work on your jump shot. I've been, I've been saying that for the longest. Um, sports world reacts in response to the decision by Osaka, like, and not in a negative way. Um, LeBron James, the Williams sisters, you know, reaching out to her, giving positive vibes for her, like they applaud her for making this decision. Um, she, she felt she did, she she did what was best for her, and if she's depressed about having to be in front of the media. I mean, everybody's not for the media or everybody's not, uh, they don't feel comfortable being in front of the public, uh, in the public eye. Can't fault them for it, but you can't demand them to do something that they don't want to do. But I know as sports journalists, they think differently. That's okay. Some of these sports journalists get put under fire too. And when the public eyes on them, you know, they want to run, they want to run from it or say, Go talk to my lawyer. Uh, Serena Williams got beat in straight sets. Could this be the end for the Williams sisters? Because Venus got bumped out early. And she's been getting bumped out in the first and second round. So, could this be the end for them? Who knows? I, th- I believe it is. Um, and, you know, the saying goes from the movie American Gangster when Frank Lucas was talking to the um, Asian guy and, you know, movies, you know, give a different portrayal of what actually happened. But, you know, he said, quitting while you're ahead, it's not the same as quitting. So, you know, maybe they'll do a self-evaluation or or self-reflection of themselves and decide that, hey, maybe it's time to hang up the racket and just, you know, give back to the game. Whether it's, you know, you coaching up Coco Golf or Naomi Osaka or other players that are, you know that that want to learn from them who always said that man the Williams sisters are my idol I want to learn from them I want to be a sponge and soak up everything that they've done as it pertains to the sport or uh, playing you know on and off the court final thoughts and I got like three of them So the first one is black excellence. We are that. And then some. So no knock on any other race, because I got to say that. But as blacks, you know, we have this power. We have this ability to do anything and exceed anything, any, any limit that people try to put on us. I saw a picture of uh, Myron Rowe, the neurosurgeon who left football to work on, you know, helping find, you know, do research on um, CTE. You know, he's a Rhodes Scholar, played at Florida State. And, you know, they were saying, you know, do do people know who this person is? Like, do you know Myron Rhodes, the football player or the Rhodes Scholar or the neurosurgeon? Um, It's good to know your people. He didn't limit himself just to football. But that goes for any 
one who's playing sports or who's not playing sports. Don't limit yourself because someone believes that's what you should be doing. You know, don't limit yourself in education. Don't limit yourself in, like I said, whatever job you decide to pursue. Don't limit yourself. Don't remain stagnant because we are black excellence. We are, we are, we are walking history. And it shouldn't change because someone has gave a false represent uh, a, a false mis oh not false but a misinterpretation of who we are. We are black excellence. We're excellent in everything that we do. All we have to do is just put our mind to it and say that we can do it and not worry about what culture says or what the world says. Do what God says. Um, I have never seen so many people root for somebody to fail. LeBron has been in the league 18 years. And, you know, they say he always whining and crying and all this other stuff. Every player complains. Jordan complained. You know, players complain. So don't don't just say that LeBron complained. 18 years this man been in the league. And this is the first time he lost in the first round. And all we can do is be like, yeah, yeah. We happy. He see. I told you the Lakers ain't nothing. LeBron ain't nothing. He ain't better than Jordan. Mm. Again, I'll say this: Jordan does not get six rings without Pippen. Period. And since we like to talk about who's the greatest of all time, I remember when Jordan left the Bulls the first time when he retired. Um, the Bulls won two less games. Than when Jordan was there. But you notice. Every time LeBron leave. With the exception of the Miami Heat. When he left Cleveland the first time. There was always a lottery pick. Then when he came back. Yeah they got to the finals. But it was because of LeBron. But after he left again to go to the Lakers. They're a lottery team. But we want to say Jordan go. Mm-hmm. So Again. I've never seen so many people hate on someone's failure. It's crazy. This man has never been in the news other than him speaking his mind as it pertains to the racial injustice that goes against blacks. And by the way, he's put over 1,100 children in college. Paid for. Not partially paid. Fully fully paid for. But... That's the America we live in. You know, we want to demean somebody because they failed at something. First time. Now, remember, Jordan lost twice in the first round. Got swept twice, if I'm not mistaken. But we only look at him only getting six rings. He never lost in the finals. He never went to a game seven and blah, blah, blah. Okay, he still lost in the first round. Matter of fact, Jordan's fourth year in the league, they lost in the first round. LeBron's fourth year in the league took a scrub team to the finals. Let that sink in. All right, this last one I might get in trouble for, um, but it, it has to be said. Alphabet community. The LGBTQ, I think it's like an I now. LMNOP. Can you please stop throwing this pride at us? We we know y'all exist. We know y'all here. We don't care what you choose to do or what your sexual preference is. Stop throwing it at us. We, you know, 
for me as a Christian, I don't ever throw my Christianity on people. I let, I let my life, my walk, you know, tell you how I live my life. I'm not throwing it in nobody's face. I'm not forcing pressure in you to be like, hey, you ought to become a Christian. Or, you know, hey, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. Nope. I'm not going to force it. Why? Why do I need to do that? I don't need to do that. So can you please stop forcing it on us? Um, I'm saying that because I watched, I think the Astros and the Red Sox game pop up and Dusty Baker had on a, a pride mask, if I'm not mistaken. All the rainbow colors. Now, remind you, the rainbow that y'all are portraying is not a represent, representation of pride. It was the rainbow is a signal for that God would not flood the world again. Now, there have been flooding in certain areas in the world, but not the entire world has been flooded. And that rainbow shows that that the world will not be flooded again because it's going to be fire and people ain't going to like it. So before I leave, um, of course, y'all know the music that I listen uh, that I play. I don't own the rights to it. The song you heard was Light Work by the 116. Featuring Andy Minio, 1K Few, Tadashi, and What Up RG. Um, this your boy Daydream. And this is the Unfiltered Sportsman Podcast. And until next time, y'all be safe out there in them streets. And again, happy birthday to your boy. I'll be 38 tomorrow. I'm so excited. Woo, I got a whole day planned. That's why I did the podcast today. So I could have time to enjoy my holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Also, um, before I say this, before I go, I know I sound like a preacher. Before I take my seat, I'm on, I'm going to my seat. Um, if you like boxing, um, check out on I, I don't know what uh, media outlets that that, that uh, this guy's on. His name is Julius, and he's big on boxing. Check him out. Give him a shout out. Listen to it if you love boxing. Hey. Boxing Vibes TV is the name of, of his podcast. Check him out. Hope you like it. Again, Steve, I miss you, my brother. Until next time we get together, man. I love y'all out there and peace.